the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome aboard Backbone Radio. It is live action right here from Salem, Denver, 710 KNUS, your local talk leader on this November 27th, 2022. So glad that your your ears are near a radio or a device of some sort that allows us to broadcast the good news. Oh, yeah, we got a bunch of all of the good news coming up this evening. Hope everybody had a fine Thanksgiving holiday. Had some turkey, had some ham, had some stuffing. I never think of stuffing until Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I don't know, do other people have stuffing at other times of the year? The only time I eat stuffing is Thanksgiving and Christmas. But I like it so much, we should probably have it like more often. Maybe every holiday or maybe even just uh, like weekly doses of stuffing. And the Dunn family had about 27 individuals come to our house. So that was, uh, it's, always, it's always a rough crowd, I'll tell you, when the Dunns come out of the hills. Gets rough. And, uh, you know, it's uh, great people, the finest people. And we got together and we did take time to say thanks for a whole lot of stuff. And onward we go uh, on to the next leg of the holiday season. You know, you think that November, December is not like you're really engaged in the the workaday world as much. You know, you got so many other things to be doing and family considerations and all kinds of fun stuff and maybe even things that are more enduring, more permanent, more significant. But the phone number here this evening is 303-696-1971. Should anybody have any any like commentary they would like to chisel into the program or any reactions or any any forethoughts, any any concerns? We are all ears around here and topic wise I thought I would throw something out. Maybe we'll do a whole hour on this, maybe second hour. I'm not sure when. But here's a question for you. Is it time to leave? And you know what I mean when I say that. Is it time to leave Colorado? Do you think it's time? Those of us who were born here, from here, have deep roots here, who love here, who love this sense of place, Colorado, and who have been watching it change, 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 and not for the better over the last few decades, shall we say? Is it time to clear out? Is it time to vacate? Is it time to find another state to go live in? Is it time to find another country to go live in? And I just wonder if anybody's thinking these thoughts. And for the record, I am not thinking these thoughts. But I do know some people who, um, people who I know pretty well for a long time who are clearing out. They're moving to a different country. And it's interesting their reasons why, but a lot of it does come down to a kind of a feeling of despair for this country and its future. 
and they're they're vacating. They're moving on. They're moving out. And so I just thought maybe we could get that in the back of our minds. Is uh, is anybody thinking about you know deep blue Colorado blue deep deep heavy blue mm. Colorado freedom in decline living in the gulag all the crime all the stuff going the wrong direction is it time to to bug out go somewhere else and if so where else would that be or is it better to stay to stay put to be what Wallace Stegner called a sticker and just stay planted firmly where you are feet planted firmly in the soil and make the best of it and do your best to bring about better times in the future. I just thought I'd throw that out. And if it's another state, what other state would that be? If it's another country, what other country would that be? And I know there's some people out there thinking that. I know there's some folks that are thinking these thoughts and at least in the back of their minds or having this kind of temptation to want to, hmm, I wonder if it's like better somewhere else. And uh, I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those, but I know some people who are, and I kind of a little, hmm, a little surprised at these folks who, of course, shall remain deeply and totally and completely and entirely anonymous. That's how it works, you know. Anyway, we'll, we'll be getting to that as the program goes on, if we have any thoughts. And another set of things I wanted to get to was uh, PSYOP, survival skills. From time to time, I address this issue about what it's like to live in these extraordinary times where everything is screens, 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 everything is propaganda. And the uh, United States government, along with its three-letter agencies, are waging a PSYOP on the American people, the minds of the American people, stuff they used to do on other countries. You know, the American government, the agencies are really good at PSYOP type stuff um, in which you, um, a psychological operation, which you try to confuse and disorient and dispirit the individuals living in a certain nation. And our government, again, nobody's better at doing that than our government. And they've done that for years in places like Afghanistan, places like Iraq various places around the world. If you read history, you know, you look into the details of politics and the American government psyop, you got to love that stuff. But they're turning it inward on the American people. And a lot of American people don't really know how to handle that. How do you handle living in a psyop? You have to first realize you are living in a psyop. And then you start thinking about how do you handle that? What are some survival skills? What are some tools? What are some ways to manage our life in the PSYOP in which we stay fresh and we stay cheerful and we stay happy and we don't let ourselves get exhausted. Yeah. You see some people out there on Twitter, you see some people, commentators, and you see people saying stuff like, oh, it's so exhausting, our politics, it's so exhausting. Oh, I'm exhausted. And people say, oh, I don't know, Trump's running again. It's going to be so exhausting. Oh, no. But for me, I am not one of those. I, I, I do not get exhausted with politics at all. Like I've said before, I have an endless appetite for propaganda. They can do their best. They can do their worst. They can throw propaganda 24-7 round the clock. And it just rolls off of me. It just makes me smile. Say, ah, look how stupid. Look how desperate 
those morons are behind the curtain, those freak jobs behind the curtain trying to run a psyop on us, trying to run the fake news, the disinfo, the rest of it. But I have a, you know, maybe I've worked and honed and cultivated a certain skill set that maybe we could share, maybe we could talk about of ways to get better and better because, oh, big psyop is coming. Big psyop is coming. And yes, for the record, I am psyched that Donald Trump is running for the presidency in 2024. I dig that. I love that. I am so thankful that Trump is going to be keeping on fighting for us and fighting to save this country and fighting to make America great again. And we'll talk about why. And it's not exhausting. The people who get exhausted, okay, by the, you know, the folks that control the media and they have a big temper tantrum for years and constant fake news and constant hoaxes and constant nonsense. It's like you're in a room and, you know, I've got four little kids and, you know, you're in a room, you've got the kid throwing a tantrum. They're going to throw a tantrum till they get their way. And part of your mind says, well, I'd kind of like it if that crying would stop. I'd kind of like it if that tantrum would stop. I'm sure it would be easier if we didn't have that tantrum going on right now. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, we're talking about our country. We're talking about freedom in the future. And I don't want to live in a gulag. I, I'm not going to live in this gulag. We're going to find a better way. And we're not going to let the freaks behind the curtain throw a tantrum, a constant tantrum, until they get their way. And you know, frankly, that's what the ruling class does. That's what the left does. That they are experts at tantrum throwing, at shrieking, at hysteria, at histrionics, until they can get their way. Yeah, until you finally get exhausted and throw in the towel and say, okay, whatever it is you want, okay, you want to have a gulag? Okay, I'm going to live in the gulag. Just be quiet. Just, just stop yelling. Just stop with all this fake propaganda psyop stuff. No, 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 that's not us. We don't operate that way. <laughs> we don't get exhausted. We get energized. Oh, yeah, it motivates us. Oh, yeah, we're bring it. We're ready for this. Be right back. There we go. Yeah, Lynn Anderson bringing us back with the Rose Garden song. Hey, I never promised you a rose garden. Freedom isn't easy when you're surrounded by people who do not want free speech, who do not want the American people to live in a state of freedom. People like the left who laugh at the Constitution. Yeah, it's not a rose garden. And, uh, yeah, when you have to deal with this psyop all the time, all the tantrums, all the whininess going on and the media on your screens, yeah, don't let that exhaust you, though. Don't expect a rose garden. <laughs> Never promised that. So we got to put on, as, as Shem Horn says on Twitter, put our big boy pants on and just stand up to it. Uh, the stakes are high. Things are serious. And, yes, I just had a text the studio we uh alexa checking in she she, she loved how uh, good old elon musk referred to vindman as a puppet and that was a perfect tweet uh, elon musk refers to uh, alexander vindman he says quote vindman is both puppet and puppeteer question is who pulls his strings you remember that absolute weasel man who was behind one of the Ukraine impeachments, Vindman from Ukraine, and he's got his brother, the Vindman brothers, kind of those tubby guys, you know. Anyway, they are puppets. They've been puppets all along. Who is pulling their strings? And I've always used the blanket term deep state. But it's great to see Elon as Vindman uh, essentially has a bot Twitter account. 
And there was some examples of him just sending like these these preformed, prefab tweets out along with about a few thousand other people on Twitter. And meanwhile, Zelensky says he needs another $55 billion to to go to Ukraine to fund their pensions and their infrastructure and you 55 but we've already sent 92 billion they want another 55 billion uh guess what no thanks um that is lunacy the american people are really not into this whole like sending every spare dollar like starving them we can't buy food anymore in this country because we got to send our money all to ukraine guess what no thanks folks and uh, we've never had fair media reporting on any of that we've had only propaganda it's places like backbone that stand up to all of that propaganda yeah you can't get much by us not much anyway and better get to the phone lines here uh let's just start saying hello to everybody as i start unfurling a whole slew of amazing topics this evening and ben and morrison welcome to the program how are you sir greetings good how about yourself oh real fine as ever. Oh, my God. I couldn't roll my eyes hard enough with some of the stuff you just said. Yeah, I know. You never seem to like my uh, America first viewpoints. You prefer America last? Would that make you more comfortable if I went America last all of a sudden? It's just ridiculous what you guys say. Like, the right doesn't whine. How long have you been complaining about the election? Like, two years? Donald Trump lost. Come on, man! You have to acknowledge. Oh, really? That, don't uh, you? So you you've been listening for a couple of years, and what percentage of my programming has been about that, Ben? I don't know, but you were just also whining about the media. Very small fraction of it. Very small fraction. Come on, man! But like, uh, you're saying you know, I'm you're a whiner. About, you're well, saying I'm a whiner. To, we need to move out of the country now. We need to move out of state. Where are you going to go? Seriously. Like, where would you go? Are you going to move to Canada? Now, you see, Ben, what you did there is you said, you're saying that I'm saying we need to move out of the country. And I already was very clear and explicit in my opening monologue that that's not me. I'm not leaving. I am a sticker. But I, have, I know some people who are leaving, and I've talked to some people who in the back of their minds are thinking, oh, there might be other places that look better. And so I'm just asking a question to sound out people and how they're thinking and Anybody yeah, interested in bugging out? And how about you, Ben? Are you are you happy in deep blue Colorado? I bet you are. I bet you I'm are. I bet you're happy, happy in Biden's mind. America Last America. I bet you love it. Yeah, because I understand there's nuance to a lot of the things that go on with inflation. You know, I there's understand, nuance. for example. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that when Joe Biden showed up, the moment he walked in the door, inflation went through the roof. That is like nuance to that. It's not really Biden's fault. Mm. It was going up prior to that, and it's... No, it wasn't. Oh, my God. No, it wasn't. Look at the data. I've gone through this. You've got to listen to my show more closely, Ben. It was not going up until Biden showed up, and then it went up like a rocket. And you say, well, that's nuance. That's not Biden's fault. You know what? There's this amazing, you know, concept that there's inflation that's going on pretty much globally, like in Argentina, in Spain, in Thailand, where I have a bunch so of people. So everyone's doing know. it. And everyone's yeah, doing it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And it's all Joe Biden, right? Somehow Joe Biden affected the entire global oh, economy. Actually, explain that to me, Skippy. Explain that to me. Yeah, but explain to me why the moment Biden showed up, inflation took off. Why is that? Because we restarted the global economy when that was going on. We had supply How did we restart issues. the we global economy? Energy. 
we shut down everything during COVID for about two right, years. Right, right. And who and are the big instigators of that? Pitch. You're, you're probably the guy you love, Fauci. Well, Fauci, Donald your hero, Trump. Fauci, was behind all that. Yeah. Actually, Donald Trump started that, Skippy, if you don't remember. Actually, are Donald Trump confused? was resisting that the whole way along. Just look at it. And he gave well, it the choice to the he, governors, and the different governors well, shut right, things there, down. But, uh, yeah, so tell me about Fauci, the guy who said the science says we have to shut it all down. And he's your hero, right? Wait, wait. You still like wait, Fauci, was, Ben? Was, was Fauci the president? You, you, you still like Fauci? take orders from the president. Was Fauci the president, or did he, he take orders from the president? Yeah, but do you still, are that. you still answer, a big fan that, of Fauci? What, answer that. Well, I'll tell you, the situation Trump was in with that is that the media was going to blame every death of COVID on Trump unless he did what people like Fauci told him to do. Quite an interesting political situation there, right? <laughs> it's mind-boggling. It kind of it's is mind-boggling. mind-boggling. And so, Ben, you're up there in Morrison, up in the foothills, and kind of near Red Rocks? Yep. Yeah, and uh, you're, you're very happy in blue Colorado, right? Are you, yep. When it comes down to it, you're, you're a Democrat voter, right? Uh, I've generally split my ticket, but until Republicans purge themselves from the stupidity that is Donald Trump, I will not vote for a Republican. So tell me exactly what Donald Trump has done that is stupid, Ben. Exactly what specifically he's done that is stupid. Was energy Uh, independent stupid? Was that stupid? Or is it kind of stupid to not be energy independent and to have Biden go around begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for more more oil? Which do you prefer on that front? Joe Biden has actually released more energy leases in his first year than Donald Trump. Oh, that's did in ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Absolutely Go not. Ahead. The Look first thing he energy did was shut energy, down the energy. pipelines. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. We were once energy independent. We are no longer. And you apparently think that's a great idea. Fact, fact check me. And when energy, you, when you squeeze energy, that's one of the biggest components of inflation, Ben. Fact check me. Energy yeah. Institute Administration, EIA.gov. Fact check me. Yeah, okay. See so if we're producing, see if we're checking, see if we're producing more natural gas and more crude oil now than we were in 2017 and 2018. I dare you. I dare you. You dare me, me to look that up. Okay, I'm going to check yeah. that out and see if we have those stats that are. Yeah, so, and how did you like the Trump economy? Grow, growing golden economy all those years. Was that was that uh, something stupid that Trump did? I'm waiting for you to say stupid stuff that Trump did, and I'm not getting specifics yet from you, Ben. Oh, I'm, I can name the 1.9 trillion dollars that he added onto the deficit with his tax cut. The so his tax of- cut was stupid. That was a stupid thing. Yeah, it added $1.9 trillion okay, yeah, yeah. onto the national debt. Yeah, $1.9 trillion. Yeah, and let's let's have something else stupid. What else stupid did he do? God, Come on, man. You're sitting up there in Morrison. You've got all the time in the world on your hands, and you're talking about how stupid Trump is, and I'm waiting for stupid assault? stuff. I'm waiting. The sexual assaults. What sexual that? assault? <laughs> um, you going to Stormy Daniels? Are you going to do that whole fake news thing? What else is stupid, Ben? The bragging about walking in on naked women and on the Howard Stern show? He's on tape admitting to that. Um, yeah, that's that's tape. that's so oh, weak, Ben. Oh, ben, oh. you got to do a little bit better. I mean, like, a lot better, Ben. Anyway, all right. We'll be right back. It's Backbone Radio. 
There we go, downtown Junior Brown, the Nashville Rebel, bringing us back in. And no, I like to have these conversations and these debates, and frankly, um, you know, they're they're illuminating in some ways, but uh, oh my gosh, I mean, the things that are going on in people's minds, you know, it's just, it's kind of amazing, is it not? And no, I don't remember Donald Trump ever having to beg the Saudis or the Venezuelans for oil. Just don't remember that, because it never happened. And by the way... Venezuela. You want to talk about no environmental standards? You want to talk about (laughs) just flat out butchering the environment? I mean, that is Venezuelan oil. And that's what, yeah, green Joe Biden is up to begging the Venezuelans for more oil. And I hear they don't even answer Biden's phone calls. By the way, we should all feel good about Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Speaker-to-be, because you know what he's going to do when he shows up? As the new Speaker of the House, as the disgraced Nancy Pelosi kind of goes away. By the way, the media sure dropped dropped that Paul Pelosi thing like a hot potato. Notice that? Remember that? We covered it around here. That was a bit of fake news that did not get by us. We covered it around here. Oh, yeah. And then the media dropped that whole thing, didn't they? Yeah, when the FBI and the DOJ stories didn't line up with what the witness on the scene says, what the NBC News... Oh, yeah, another fake story. Anyway, Kevin McCarthy, when he shows up in Congress as Speaker, he says this, quote, On the very first day of the new Republican-led Congress, we will read every single word of the Constitution aloud from the floor of the House. Something that has not been done in years. Don't you feel, <clears throat> don't you feel better about that? He's going to go up and read the Constitution. Of course, the Constitution is beloved. It is beloved. But guess what? The left laughs at the Constitution. They laugh at it. They don't care about the Constitution. It's an object of ridicule for the left. It is only an obstacle to their power. They're trying to find ways to disregard, slander, get around, work around. So that's not going to do any good, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, what you got to do to be an effective speaker, you got to get right in there and jump in their chili. You got to get right in their faces and this. Oh, I'm more principled because I'm reading the Constitution. That's not the era we live in. That's not where we are right now. Let's go, okay? Get in there, chilly. That's my advice. And I have to raise my voice sometimes in a very gentle, loving manner. You know how it goes. (laughs) Let's start saying some more hellos around here. Jack and Cheyenne, glad you're up in Wyoming, and welcome aboard, Jack. Oh, we don't have a good sound connection. We don't have good sound. Either uh, maybe rotate a bit, uh, say something. You're still there? Okay, okay. He's on hold for a moment. Jack, uh, reorient or just call us right back. We'll keep that line for you. They're all full, but we'll let you right back in. We'll find a way. Right, Blake? We'll find a way. Okay. Let's say hey to Brian in Arwada. Brian, welcome aboard. Hey, Matt, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. You sure and the did. family there. It was a crowd, big crowd, rough crowd. Yeah, it sounds like you got quite the family rolling <laughs> up on you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they come out of the hills, you know, I mean, it's like, look out, look out, man. And it was yeah. great fun. And I got to salute my pink little wife. I mean, I don't know how she did all that hosting. I mean, I'm helping. I'm doing my thing. I'm mostly carrying our infant around, our one-year-old. And, uh, but boy, she, and then the next day we had more company. The next day we had three days in a row, big company. So big salute to the lovely, lovely pink 
little tiny, tiny wife. Sorry, Brian, I just got off on oh. that, but welcome. <laughs> Hope you had a good no, one. Oh, that's nice. Hope you had a good <laughs> one up in Arvada, in your, in, your pal- in your palace up there. Yeah, yeah, my 700-square-foot palace. But I went to a 900-square-foot palace with 17 people to uh, celebrate the old holidays. So that was real nice. Oh, well done. Be thankful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thankful for everything I have. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, I had to call in on this one. Uh, That Ben guy, somehow I picture Ben hanging out in the open space up there in Morris in that little park with two masks on. You know, just counting down the days to his uh, his next booster shot. I don't his, mean to uh, laugh. Life size Fauci poster. No. and we love Ben. <laughs> the thing is, that Ben and I, I'm sure Ben and I, we would hang out and just have a blast. We would really hang out. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you know, you got to flesh out the issues, and that's one of the points of talk radio is to you know to go through some stuff and have disagreements, and it's good. Isn't that what Thanksgiving dinners are for too? Is where. you know the the liberals in the family and the conservatives, you know, like uh, start arguing over things, right? Isn't that how it's supposed to be? <laughs> you know, we we got them all in my family. I mean, we even got to use pronouns uh, on a couple of them. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're sitting. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> But we still yeah. love them. You know, it's it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Some people, politics just, just ain't their game, I guess. But, yeah, uh, well, yeah, the pronoun thing. That's got to be tough. Hey, uh, hey uh, him, her... Mm, what do you do when you pass the gravy? Uh, that that could get tricky, I could imagine. Well, well, you know, I made a mistake. I said, man, she really dances good. And they go, no, it's he, him. I go, oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, well. We'll work on that. You know? Yeah, yeah, try to be less insensitive, all right? Okay, Brian, and you, you and me both. But I'm thinking about him. I was also thinking about uh, old Biden. And his daughter's diary. I guess he's sneaking in the showers with her. I mean, we got incest going on. It's. I guess they nicknamed him Pedo Pete. Yeah, that was his nickname in the family. That comes from his own family. That's not anybody from the outside. And you know, so, uh, if, if Trump's daughter consider that a little bit. If Trump's daughter know. had a diary, that would have been you would have you would have only seen that for years. And uh, if Trump's son had a laptop. With all that pornographic crack pipe stuff, uh, graph from China, Ukraine, mayor of Moscow, uh, wife. You never would have heard the end of that. But, of course, you know you know how it works. That all gets uh, blanketed, silenced, and the CIA says, yeah. oh, it's Russian disinformation, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to try to – maybe we can get Ben. We can, uh, you know, donate. Maybe he can watch Tucker once in a while. At least he's listening to you, and we can get him off that CNN for a while. That, that might help him out a wee bit, but – yeah, well, you know, uh, I just yeah honored that he would listen and just and just uh, like sit around like uh, fuming over the things that uh, I happen to be talking about and passionate about, you know. So yeah, that's it. that's a, well, I salute you know, that. I we, do we salute like that ben, totally. Just, it, it makes for good radio. Hey, um, did you hear masks? There's already starting in California. That's highly recommended. They're going to start bringing these masks back. Well. What okay. do you think about that? They even got hashtag bring back the mask, I guess, all over Facebook. Or maybe it's just some bots they're running. I don't know. But Well, I just yeah. think people are kind of done with that and kind of over that. And I think it's not good for the kids in the schools. Sure, they probably get a little bit less sick with the masks, you know. They, But I don't think it does that much with COVID. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, if, if they want to run with that, you know, California, man. That's, that's how they do stuff, Brian. Good for them. Well, 
Well, now, if it takes 60,000 of these little critters to equal a grain of sand, I don't think wrapping a T-shirt around your face is going to do you much good. But, you know, whatever makes you happy, I guess. Yeah, we want them to be happy. So, we, we want, hey, yeah. Californians being happy, that's great, you know. And, and if, if they would just start staying there instead of coming here and voting uh, blue, I would appreciate that. And maybe if they have yeah. masks in California, then they'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're destroying us over here, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride her out and see what happens. I'm a native, and you know I, I would rather push them out to somewhere. I want to push them out to like the desert out in California. Mm-hmm. You know that would be great. And we need to start taking these nice spots back. We can't keep running and giving them all the good spots. I mean, we're all going to be sitting out in 120 degree weather, wondering what the hell happened, but. Yeah, you know, maybe we should get some uh, some like-minded individuals and, like, show up in Aspen or show up in Boulder and start, uh, yeah. you know, doing doing the kind of stuff that uh, we think is cool and uh, see how that see how that goes over. <laughs> and, hey, where are the illegal buses rolling into Aspen? That that would be comical. <laughs> <laughs> well, how Brian, long would that last? Uh, actually, I'm not familiar. Is there something with buses in Aspen? Oh, oh, like what uh, DeSantis did with uh, Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, send them straight to Aspen. They they got a you know they got a rich community up there. Heck, I go up there all the time for the rich folk. I'm sure they'll be happy to have them. They got all their liberal signs everywhere. You know there. Yeah. So we'll we'll send them out there and see what happens. They'll be out of there within 24 hours. I guarantee it. Yep, it'd be about uh, Martha's Vineyard bring out the catapult situation in less than 24 <laughs> hours. Well, Brian, right on, Matt. Well, it's been all nice right. talking to you. Hey, you have a great night. Hey, likewise, and uh, you stay groovy. And glad you had a good Thanksgiving. And that means we have a line open with Brian vacating that line. Feel free to check in. And Jack, Brad, we're going to be talking to you when we come right around this little corner here. There we go. What's money? The George Jones number. And yeah, some people think money's what makes the world go round. Some people do have an obsession with it. And yeah, the billionaire oligarchs do have outside influence in American politics, in world politics. Yeah, Ken Griffin, the big billionaire guy, donating $5 million to Ron DeSantis. And of course, Ken Griffin is a military-industrial complex war hawk. Yep, open borders, all that stuff. By the way, Sam Bankman-Fried, whatever his name is, SBF, the guy that runs that FTX cryptocurrency scam, somehow they ended up with sending a million dollars to Mitch McConnell, a, a PAC associated with Mitch McConnell. And there were some Republicans that were going to bat for SBF and their FTX scam, including Tom Emmer. Mm-hmm. That's not looks kind of like a big uniparty deep state scam, you know, and they're Wall Street Journal, New York Times going to bat for that Sam Bakeman Freed guy. When you look into that, oh, oh, that's an ugly one. How many billions of dollars uh, built out of their clients, investors, hmm. but yet still somehow respected by the mainstream media? Not impressive. Not impressive. It seems like they were the second largest donor to Democrats and found a way to get plenty of Donations to uh, rhino types and establishment Republican uniparty types and Mitch McConnell. Fingerprints are in there, too. Anyway, 
Don't know quite what to make of all of that one yet, but let's give a, a little hello to Jack in Wyoming, and can we hear you this time, Jack? Apologize for that little interval, but how are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm getting other phone calls, and I got dogs in the office going crazy. But anyway, I, I'm off track, but your caller, Ben, set me off, so forget about what I called about originally. But Ben is classic. He's absolutely classic. The first question I would have said to him, and of course, I'm a native New Yorker, and I know that every street in New York. But I would ask Ben, um, what avenue would I walk down to find the multimillion-dollar property with Ben's name on it? I mean, he says that Trump is an idiot. Well, I, that would be my response to him on that. But he exposed himself totally when he said that Trump went ahead with spending he refers to the corporate tax cuts that, that Trump put in place, not understanding the, the slightest idea of how that benefits the society in general. And he calls that spending, that Trump spent. So what that shows you right there is Ben considers all money belongs to government. I mean, that's, that's as clear as a bell. The guy's a communist. He's a straight up and down, rock and rolling, fourteen carat communist. That is that's a leftist end. mindset for sure. And the the power of the purse is in uh, the House. That's in Congress. So you know, every president shows up, and the debt gets added to a little bit more, some more than others. And that's where uh, Congress, uh, you know, they don't even read the these huge omnibus, massive spending bills that they write. But under Trump. There was that uh, Paul Ryan had a hand in this, you know, to uh, give a bit of a tax cut. And so uh, that was at least something. But Paul Ryan, yeah, not a big fan of that guy. In fact, he's actually one of the worst, totally. Anything that lowers the cost of the corporation just gets through the general population. Gets passed on. Because they're competitive. It's, it's, it's competitive. Because one, if one doesn't do it, the other one will. I mean, it's, it's capitalism. It's the reason why it benefits everybody in this country. And we've got half of this country that is so blithering stupid that they want to tear down capitalism, and they don't understand that they are benefiting more from capitalism than they are from anything. And they, they, they don't understand that because they've gone to all these colleges and these universities where all these leftist professors have poisoned their minds, and they don't know how to think. But yeah. without going through all of that, I moved seven years ago, my company, three miles north of the Wyoming, of the Colorado border. I'm three miles. I can almost throw a rock from here to Colorado. But I'm going to tell you something. Anybody in the oil and gas industry that doesn't do the same thing and get the heck out of Colorado and come over here to Laramie County in Wyoming, up here where I'm at, where the land costs you practically nothing, where your employees don't have state tax to pay, where the quality of life is so much better, where there's no traffic whatsoever, and you're in the hub of the, of the oil and gas industry that's going to come back rock and rolling like you wouldn't believe here in another year or so. Hmm. And, and I just don't understand why anybody would be in this state. I don't give one penny. I do not give one penny to Bolus. I mean, I still have to pay $7,000 a year to Jefferson County for the house I have down in Everett. I mean, that's county. That's not, that doesn't go to Bolus. Yep. But I don't give one penny. I don't. My I won't hire somebody from Colorado. If you're, I mean, everybody. Everybody I deal with is Wyoming only, and why everybody in the oil and gas industry is not up here like I am is a mystery to me. Is the air a little oh, freer God. up there in Wyoming? And people who are stuck in blue states like we are in Colorado, you, you're making the case, Jack, that it's better to go find some red state to live in. 
Well, that was the intent of the founding fathers. The reason why each state is independent and has its own rules and regulations is because they compete with each other with respect to which one is the better place to be. If you're going to be oppressive like California is, it was the intention of the, the Petri dish. It was the intention of the founding fathers that if you're going to competing with the surrounding states, you're going to lose your population and your tax base. I mean, it's, look, the wisdom of the founding fathers is just brilliant. Oh, of course. And it's unsurpassed in world political history, and which is why it's an obstacle to the power people and the beltway. They, they don't like the Constitution. They laugh at it. They scorn it. But, but yeah, Petri Dix let, let each state decide. Quick. Okay. And your sound is still real not ideal, Jack, because you're so darn brilliant. We're, 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 we're plowing through some bad sound. But hit me on Ukraine. Hit me. Bring it. Well, what we're doing with Ukraine basically is we're doing land lease. We're trying to support the the uh, the people that are going against the Russians. And actually, we supported we we supported the Germans with land lease type programs to go so that they would fight the Russians, so that we would, didn't have to. And what we're doing now is almost the exact same thing. That's what I have to say. On yeah, that. we're supporting it to the tune of ninety-two billion so far, and Zelensky wants another fifty-five billion. And I am just not on board with any of that, and I've done many shows on that, explaining the geopolitics of why this is all asinine. But uh, that's for another program. But Jack, bless you, our, sir. And uh, our boys are. You might be making our people. Our boys wanna, aren't dying over there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's more to the story on that, Jack. But anyway, uh, we'll we'll talk more after a bit. Thank you, sir, Jack, Wyoming guy. Brad in Lakewood. What brings Brad to the program tonight? Glad you're here. Yeah, I've been watching uh, Twitter a lot lately, and uh, they Good. have uh, these Z people, Gen Z, think they're doing the smart thing by supporting Warnock, and uh, what they fail to realize is one day this economy is going to collapse, and they're going to pay the price for it. Another thing Z fails to realize is they're, by supporting the Democrats, they're going to pay their Social Security, and they're not going to receive any of their benefits, so uh, and it, I I guess, in a sense, it's not all Z's fault because for the last 40 years, the public school systems, the colleges, have taught the students to hate America. But at a certain point, uh, Z better wake up because they're going to pay the price uh, if Warnock gets in. Yeah, it's hard to get sometimes people in their youth to be able to, you know, think forwardly and, you know, what kind of education have they had? Do they understand economics and how things really work? I would say probably pretty minimal on that front. But uh, what do you think, uh, how's it looking in Georgia, Brad, uh, Herschel versus Warnock? It's hard telling. If you watch a few of the clips on Z, it looks like Warnock's going to take it because he has a fired-up base, but it's uh, it's uh, hard telling because you're only going by a, a few clips. Uh, the mistake, we can't make the mistake we made in Arizona where we told them we're going to vote the day of election because then the tabulators and the printers were messed up. we we got to vote early, so... Uh, that, that'll help our damages, but uh, people need to read that book, uh, The College Scam by Charlie Kirk. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's a good book. I actually have that book. Good old Charlie Kirk. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens in Georgia. Any Georgians listening, boy, vote Herschel. My advice. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.